Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with John Opaluski, our coach, mentor, friend, and uh, boy, John, we're so grateful for all your years of experience. I'm I'm so glad you went through the misery you went through <laughs> and, and came out the other side to say this is how to avoid the landmines and mm-hmm. how, how to really build a life in ministry that helps you lead from alignment. It's uh, it's really an amazing thing to sit here in the studio and watch you just kind of rattle off stuff. I know stuff from the top of your head. I know you put a lot of thought and time into it, but there's a wisdom to it that we're all benefiting from. So on behalf of everybody that's listening, thank you so much Thanks, for doing Jim. it. And I'm excited about this episode because you're going to talk about what you learned in 2019. And it, and it sounds like 2019 was quite a year for you personally yeah. and for the ministry. So lead us into it. All right. So, uh, Jim, I do this uh, ritual at the end of every year. Um, and I guess everybody has rituals they do at the yeah. end of the year. Um, but for me, I take time to write down uh, two or three of the most important things I learned during the during the year, because I, I want to I want to remember them. Right. And I, I mm. tend to remember what I write down in my journal, and so I write them in my journal, and I and I think them through, and I pray about them because I want to practice them. I, I want to live my life differently. Right. And I know that sounds like kind of esoteric, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I, I really truly think as I get older, I want to grab something from every year. A couple of things that were just um, really pivot points for me, really important things that I don't ever want to forget. Right. And so uh, today's pod, I would I wanted to talk about three of them, if that's all yeah, right. Yeah, please. So here's the first one. Um, on the other side of what I fear, God has something amazing planned for me. Hmm. That sounds uh, like it has a story behind it. That doesn't sound like a, a proverb. That sounds like a testimony. Yeah, let me tell you the story behind that. About 18 months ago, I was challenged by a peer to uh, consider creating leader huddles. You know, mm-hmm. Some call them cohorts or clusters yeah. or peer groups, but it's a group of 10 guys that meet every month, and we, uh, we work through issues together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, look, John, you need to go from a one-to-one, just a one-to-one relationship to, one, uh, to a one-to-many, yeah. and the huddles provide that for us. So... Um, can I just be totally honest and say I was scared to do those? <laughs> That's it, interesting. Well, it's not like huddles are new. You know, yeah. they've been around. But they yeah, were, Jesus had one, as I recall. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but it was new to us. It was, right. it was new to me. And I was afraid of a couple of things. I was afraid of this. Would the huddles cannibalize our one-on-one mentoring? Mm-hmm. So that was more of a business thought, a business right. fear. Right. Um, but here was more of a personal fear. Will they actually work? And if they don't, am I going to look foolish? <laughs> um, and so I had to push through those fears, and, and, and we pushed ahead, and we launched our first huddle in September, actually of 2018. Yeah. Um, and here's what ha- happened a year and a half later. None of my fears materialized. Right. Um, you know, we, we're now running three huddles, we're getting ready to launch a fourth one at the end of this month, and and we're uh, our, at the same time our client base, our mentor one-on-one client base is ballooning. Yeah. So and, and can I assume that they're coming out of the huddle saying I want more? No, it's the other way around. Really? Okay. I, I huh. can't explain it. So but it's a blessing thing. It's, it's not a math thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's so we, 
they're not coming out of the huddles. We are just gaining all these new one-on-one clients. Hmm. And I don't know if it was the Lord just saying, see, I told you, you know, kind of thing. Or yeah. um, <laughs> I, I can't explain it. I just, I think it is a God thing. Right. Um, so, but here's a really cool thing that happened. A couple of months ago, uh, an organization that we're connected to, Converge Coaching is connected to, called me and said, John, would you be open to the idea of us contracting with you to uh, launch huddle ministry through our network across the country? Wow. And the thought occurred to me, Jim, (laughs) if I would have been afraid and not uh, pushed through my anxiety, would that opportunity have ever presented itself to me? Because what they were asking for didn't exist. That's right. Yeah. And I didn't know what I, I wouldn't have known what I was doing. Right. Um, so really, I think, I think what that is is what if I let fear keep a. What if we let fear keep us from trying things, and what if there are doors that God is just waiting to swing wide open to us, yeah. but before He's going to do that, we have to push through yeah. our fear. Right. I don't know. What What do you think about that? I I think that it's very biblical. I think on the other side of your fear, I mean, there's a reason you're afraid of it. Some, so it's bigger than me, or it's bigger right. than God, or it's bigger than my experience, or then you realize God is bigger in you than all those things, and there's a blessing on the other side. It's almost, I, I've noticed that there's a there's a test before there's a trust. Mm. So in that in that test, will you believe me to do what you don't really believe? <laughs> right. Just because I told you to do it, then on the other side, there's a trust of multiplication. That's, I gave you one talent, or three talents, or five talents, and... You know, well done. I'll give you more, more yeah. responsibility. So, yeah, I love it. I, I've seen the same thing. We've been planting churches now, and you think, okay, if I'm going to plant this church, that it takes leaders, it right. takes a resource, it takes gifts and talents out of my Sunday situation, right. puts it in somebody else's, and I, you know, I'm removing blocks from the base of a pyramid. Mm-hmm. And how many blocks can you remove before it's it's unstable, yeah, or you know the the base of the pyramid pre-establishes the stable height of it by removing people from the base. I'm I'm by default removing ministry that people need, right? And that height, that attendance, that you know that ministry is is going with it. Just the opposite is true. As we've invested people to go out into the highways and hedges, God has sent some pretty incredible people. Right. And part of the thing that connected them here was you guys are doing something. You're planting churches. I thought that's so funny that what attracted them here was that we're planting churches. You want to go with the church plant? Nope. We just want to be with the church that is. So Mm -hmm. God... As I understand it, Jesus is building his church, and we are all honored to serve. Right. But it's it's not really on us. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, I wonder how this applies. I'm looking forward to the comments. This is how it applies to me. This right. is what I did in 2019 or what I'm standing on the edge of in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got from 2019? So here's the second thing, and uh, this one isn't really a new lesson, more of a reaffirmation of one I had learned of several years ago. And that's this, whatever success I have in life is a result of God's grace. Yeah. That I, I think that's not like a like a whoa I've never heard that before type of thing yeah. but I heard it in a new way hmm. in 2019 his grace gives me the strength to be diligent yeah to work hard to plan wisely to think strategically hmm. his grace opens doors for me his grace keeps me grounded right. uh, and and I don't know that I've always thought of grace in those terms and in, right. in, with those connections to it um, you know I think it's interesting in John 21 Jesus the post-resurrection Jesus uh, tells the disciples to throw their net, you know, into the water and, yeah. you know, and they land such a, a large catch, they can't get it, the whole thing into the boat. Yeah. And, and, and the thing that's really cool, the Bible says the nets didn't tear. Yeah. And, 
and after the great success, I mean, smashing success, what does Jesus say? He says, let's eat breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's just like, it's not like he's anti-success, but he's got his head screwed on straight about what it's all about, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and so the value, our value doesn't reside in the success of our ministry or our career. It's mm. anchored in his invitation to sit down and have breakfast with him. Yeah, it, beautiful. It's, it's grace. It's grace. And, um, and I think his grace even helps me to enjoy success hmm. properly. Right. So he gets the glory for the grace. You don't, you don't take it home like, I'm such a great guy. Right. Yeah. I had somebody say uh, years ago, I was in a, a huge play out in Phoenix, and thousands of people came every night and 11 mm-hmm. performances in seven days. And somebody made the comment about how great it was. And, and the guy's response was, I'm just living proof that Jesus still really likes to ride on donkeys. Mm. <laughs> and it yeah. wasn't self-deprecating in the sense that I'm just an unworthy beast of burden. It was, right. no, no, you don't. You don't understand. All of our efforts are in vain unless the Lord builds the house. It's right. his blessing on what he told us to do. It's our obedience. It's our blood, sweat, and tears. But it's his grace that exactly. that makes it all fruitful. Yep. Yeah. You ever known people that work as hard as you or harder than you? They just, they just for some reason, it's they're planting the wrong crop or something. Yeah. It's like, like they're just, there isn't a blessing on it. Definitely. Like, oh, I want to take them aside and say, what, what are we doing wrong? Let's... This, yeah. You know, you're 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 sacrificing inordinately. You're yeah. you're hurting yourself. You're working unbelievable hours. Your marriage is like stop. They're right. It's not supposed to be this hard. I, I it is supposed to be hard, but it's supposed to be worth it. And it's hard, and it's not worth it. Like, right. Let's let's reexamine. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that. Yeah. Yep. Third thing. What do you got for us? So here's the third thing. Uh, when I feel like failure is inevitable, I'm usually on the doorstep of a breakthrough. <laughs> it's funny the word failure and fear. Yeah, have come up twice and grace. Right, it, it seems like it's a year of, of learning weakness and strength. You know, from him. So, so what I'm about to share with you, I really haven't shared with many people. Yeah, and that's so I'm sharing with everybody who's listening today too. So this is a secret. Remind all of our listeners. That's don't right. Tell don't tell anybody. Yeah. Right. Just tell somebody you know. Won't tell somebody else. Right. <laughs> Um, Just not one person. So the first eight months, Jim, of 2019, the best way I can describe it, I felt like we were scratching and clawing. Hmm as a ministry, hmm. you know, talk about working hard, yeah. you know, we were working hard. Um, and, and there, and I had a few days in the first eight months of last year where I wondered, God, you sure you got the right guy yeah. for the job? Yeah. And it, it was sincere. Right. It wasn't whining. I just, I right. was at that point. And, uh, you know, we've been doing this for a while yeah. and there I was in that moment. Um, and uh, I told our pastor about what was going on and he said, it sounds like you're in a season of planning and watering. Mm-hmm. And that helped me, yeah. And it was, and it proved prophetic because the last four months of of 2019 were a wash with right. open doors, new clients. We we were we got national exposure on a on a radio show yeah. three times over a million people, yeah, <laughs> which just blew my mind. I mean, yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. We sold more books in the fourth quarter of 2019 than we've sold ever right. in a year's time, right? And and so it was just, mm. it just makes me wonder, Jim, why do we, you know, we've been Christians a long time, you and I. Yeah. Why do we still at times worry and fret when it's, when we're in lean times? Yeah. Um, you know, especially after all the years we've, we've walked with God and all the times he's come through for us. But isn't, I, it seems like there's layers of my fear and mm. layers of my faith. And, and as each 
each test comes, yes, it's the same question. Do you trust me? Yeah. Yes or no, it's binary. And the answer is yes, but there's a question mark at the end of the yes. Mm. If you're asking me something you never asked me before. Yeah. I used to sweat over 10 bucks, and then I used to sweat over 100 bucks, then I used to sweat over 1,000 bucks. You know, now, now I sweat somewhere north of that. Yeah. But it, it's, it's the same question, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. Does, do you believe this? Does this work or not work? You know, if you're gonna hire a staff member, or right. you know, it's, it's to have the courage to ask a woman to marry you, to have the courage to stay married when it's, it's struggling, to have the courage to have children. These are, it's the same question, do you trust me, do you trust me, do you trust me? But it's a new application of, of the answer. I, I know the question, I even know the right answer. Right. I just, it's just hard. To, I think sometimes, like, was that one guy that I do believe helped out my unbelief? Yeah. I think that's a very legitimate answer. That, that says I'm growing. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of felt like that the first eight months of the year were, were that. Yeah. Where it was just got to help my unbelief. <laughs> and um, and if I could say anything to about this point, Jim, to, to people who are listening today, leaders who are listening, don't give up. I mean, don't, um, don't let some rough months in a row uh, puts you out of the game. Yep. If you're really discouraged, go t- talk to somebody yep. who you know can can encourage you and tell you the truth and and keep you uh, keep you on the right uh, path. So, um, so you know that's kind of where I was, and yeah. and um, and it's funny how in my journal during those first eight months, I would hear the Lord saying to my heart, "It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working behind the scenes." Yeah. I'm 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 doing things that you don't have visibility to. Yeah. And sometimes when I write that stuff in there, I wonder if I'm just writing that. <laughs> yeah. And then you know the last four months of 2019 were so amazing, and yeah. it was like God, you absolutely were were talking to me yeah. in the lean times. You know that I think the greatest temptation is is the sense of God's distance. Yeah, and and so Satan saves us as the very last temptation of Jesus. The the prophetic, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's quoting a prophet, right? But he's he's telling us, I I know what it is to feel like you're scared, you're in pain, it's not working, um, and God seems to be distant from you. Yeah. Like it's not. I don't think he's saying I don't I, I I don't believe in God anymore. I think he's saying I want the world to know that when you feel this way, I felt this way on the cross. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm with you in this. And man, that's, I think it's, there's a little bit of comfort, but it isn't until the test is over with that I go back and grade myself and go, oh, C minus. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Why, why can't I pass that test? I'm pretty sure that was my grade. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, God's so merciful. He'll give yep. you a chance to go take that exact same test again and again. I don't think the mountains get higher. I just wear ruts around the same mountain over <laughs> and over again and they seem higher because I'm yep. digging a hole. Thanks, John, for that. I, I think that's that's great. I, I love, too, the practice of looking back over here and seeing what did I learn and now passing it on to us. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, my um, pleasure. The next episode coming up, uh, man, I tell you what, we're we're working on episode 19. Can you yeah. believe that already? Um, well over 1,000 people. We're working on 2,000 people have downloaded these these podcasts. Right. And now we're looking at only the 19th episode, so that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit. Give us a teaser about episode 19. So the title is What Lead Pit? pastors need from their staff um can i can i say that lead pastors need to listen to this but can i also say that staff pastors need to listen to this yeah uh, one of our friends their staff listens to our podcasts uh, all together yeah it's part of their meeting yeah. uh during the week so yes i, I agree with you so we're going to talk about five things and these are five things jim i think you've heard from lead pastors mm-hmm. uh, in your travels and five things that lead pastors tell me i need this from my team yeah 
know, nobody knows what it's like to be a lead pastor until they've been a lead pastor. I could, thought I knew. Can what you it was say like. that again? Because I, I I totally agree with that. And I've had staff people say, "What's different about being a lead pastor than being a youth pastor?" It's like everything. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit more yeah. about that in the yeah. next pod. But as an associate, you know, it's very tempting to think that you could do a better job than the guy who hired you. Yeah. And uh, so in the next pod, we're really going to try to help associate pastors understand their lead pastor better and uh, really challenge them to step their game on. Awesome. Well, John, thank you for your time. It's shocking how quickly 15 minutes can pass, but uh, we look forward to talking with you again. And, and I, I, again, I want to go deeper with this. I want to talk to somebody about it. I want to I want to engage your wisdom. How would I go about communicating with you? Uh, there's two ways. You can uh, email me at john at convergecoach.com. That's mm-hmm. one way. And the other, the other way is to go to our website, convergecoach.com, and click on the contact button. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can fill out a little form, and that'll get a conversation started with us. Or I can just hit speed dial two. You're right underneath my wife. Okay. Yes, Jim, you can do that. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. And until next time, uh, just looking forward to helping you again lead from alignment.